Genius, it takes a lot to get on my show. Genius, you're probably someone we'd like to know. You're really good at stuff, you probably like to dance. You like long walks and you wear clean pants. Genius, get onto my show. Howdy, folks. Welcome to Living with a Genius. I'm your host, Omar Crook. Today is my daughter Madeline's first birthday. She's sitting on my lap right now. Can you say hi, Madeline? Oh, there you go. That's not bad. Today on the show, other than Madeline, we've got star of stage and screen, Roger Bart. We just uh, wrapped up the pre-holiday season at LA Opera with uh, Wonderful Town by Leonard Bernstein. And uh, Roger had like 38 roles in the thing, and it was amazing. I mean, he really is incredible. He's a real star. I have to say that... uh, there's something about uh, film and TV and stage actors that I don't know if they're different from opera stars or, or whatnot, but I've, I've met a lot of the opera stars. And yeah, I mean, they, they do have a certain sense of a certain quality of magnetism, I should say. But this guy, Roger, is really, truly uh, like a, a star because he's so kind and so nice uh, to talk to and so steady and, and uh, thoughtful. And then on stage, you, I mean, you see him. I saw him transform into all these different characters just in front of my eyes. And it, it really, I, it sounds cliche and kind of banal, but it really was marvelous to watch. So thank you, Roger, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I want to thank you all for listening. Here's Roger. Great. I mean, I, I feel like I sang it really well. <laughs> and uh, so, of course, I told all my friends, season finale, Law & Order, one of the best shows ever. Gosh, right? yeah. Like 15 years on, on air. Yeah. And uh, we get to the part, it's the climax of the whole se- series. She goes in the MRI machine, they cue the music, it's fucking Pavarotti. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pitches. <laughs> so was it just that they could afford it? And they just thought it was it, how did, what the hell I happened guess, there? I guess, I mean, it's something that, it's something that happens. Uh, it happens <laughs> and they don't tell you. This is where you, so you store all this. This is where we had the delicious. Is this for the entire season sitting right there? I don't, there? you know, I don't know. This closet's full, like literally full of okay. cases of wine also. That's very nice. So, so I picked tr- the right room. I try my best to just yeah. chill out. Uh, right. So thanks for being here, man. Yeah, my pleasure. I The first, I was talking to Julia Axe downstairs who speaks just so highly of you as, as a colleague. That's really nice. She's lovely. Uh, uh, and we're both wiped out. Like Julia and I are wiped out. We're exhausted. And I know that you guys uh, generally perform seven, eight times a week. Yeah, that's right. How do eight, you do it? Eight times a week. How do you do it? What's the secret? Well, you know, there a lot of people who do a, a Broadway musical um, will often it, it, there's sort of a sense that, that you have no life. You'll sometimes will hear about how people say, yeah. "I have no life." It's monos- uh, monastic almost. Yeah. I, I yeah. Mean, it just... depends on really what the demands of the part are. Like I was uh-huh. in the original of the producers playing yeah. Carmen Gia, where yeah. the the demands were very. Uh, minimal okay. and so and I just had my second daughter uh, the first preview of it so it worked out quite well because I wasn't sleeping much anyway right right so right. Uh, but then the other role I took over for Leo Bloom and of course that was much more difficult I mean it, it, it wouldn't prevent me from going and having a cheeseburger at Joe Allen after yeah this show which yeah, was, yeah. you know for supper time um, and I had a, a you know a glass of wine but I think during the day um, I would try to stay quiet and stay alone and try to sleep as much as 
I can and 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 have a quiet life. Uh, and so and it goes on and on and on and on. And yeah, on. I mean, does that suit you? Does that fit your personality? There's a part of it that is um, that I love mm-hmm. with the routine of it. I love having somebody kind of worried about me at seven thirty one, wondering if I'm okay, whether yeah. I'm going to show up. Um, and I love what it did for the um, my body and and for being keeping so fit Mm -hmm. because it really is an athletic um, uh, venture Mm -hmm. Um, where it becomes oh and the other thing which I'm perhaps you could relate to too is there is something wonderful about just being paid every Thursday at 730 it it was just you know and you do television and film and you just you just it could take two weeks it could take you know two years yeah Yeah. get paid you know so it's just nice to sort of I always like Say it's like juggling and getting paid. You know, if I don't juggle, they don't pay me. And if I show up, juggle, yeah. and I get that paid. Yeah, it's like busking uh, at a very high level. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, the other thing is is that um, especially when you have a, a a kid or two, is that it's it's sometimes tough when you're it's the holidays and you would just like to have time off like everybody else, and you see every the city around you uh, getting festive during the holidays, and you know being in the in the bars at five thirty and six and six thirty and enjoying their post work cocktail. Yeah. Yeah, and you know I'm on my way to work, and my job is to to entertain those people um, who are enjoying the holidays. I am the holidays, you know. That's right. Like sometimes, so um, it, it's it's only a drag after you know the fourth or fifth Christmas. You've either had to work or I know, you know it I, just gets tiring. So. I know I've got two kids myself uh, that much younger uh, than yours, and I I mean I've my son is turning four and I've seen one Halloween I'm gone Christmases a lot of the time because I'm singing yeah. so I know what you mean it's, yeah, it's difficult it's a, it's a different it's a sacrifice and then when you're of course in doing TV and film you just get the weekend off although right. sometimes you're ending on a Friday night at 3 in the morning and starting at 6 a.m. on, on Monday morning um, it is the weekend you can always rely on that and it's, right. it's nice to have that you know I, I really learned to appreciate that and how do you manage uh, fatherhood with your schedule what's the I mean, is it do you, you know, just Broadway get home or, as much? Well, I suppose you're or, mostly in New York, yeah. Is yeah, that, is that I mean, I, I've been in you? LA for the last seven years, and um, of course, I was always eager to get home. My daughter's in a wonderful school in New Jersey, mm-hmm. so uh, I would never uproot her. And in New York, mm-hmm. when I was doing the show, yeah, I tried to spend um, all Sunday evenings and Monday evenings uh, with her, and then uh, the rest of it, you just sort of try to do what you can during the day. As her schedule became busier than mine, of course, right. as, as your children's will soon, right? Um, then you just have to kind of grab a minute when you can. Yeah, they're I know. Busy. There's they're busy bees. I know it's tough to balance. Um, you know, I'm sure you don't feel it so much anymore at at the level that you're at in your career, but. I feel like it's really hard to say no to work. Uh, oh no, I'm. You know I'm, what I mean. I, say, I I I have to say yes to work all the time. Yeah, I'm right. Kidding. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think one of the most fun things that happens is when somebody, will, a young person, will come up to me and say, "I just love all the interesting choices you make in your career." And I think, what choices? <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I just said yes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Let's, let's be real. I'm not in any control of this. I yeah, just, yeah. You know, hope I get hired, and I say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. it's funny on stage. I, you use so many different voices, and I, I know that those. I don't know if those are choices or if those are in the script. But how did you come to to master so many uh, ways of well, communicating? First of I all, mean, I take. I I am not sure whether or not I would say I would apply the word master to what I well, do. Well, your Peter Falk is like uh, second second only to Peter Falk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, you know, I, I watched a lot of uh, 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 Warner Brothers and uh, Mel Blanc and. Um, Daffy Duck and Bugs yeah. Bunny. As a matter of fact, Daffy Duck uh, remains uh, probably my single greatest 
uh, inspiration to most everything I do uh, because I think he's sort of the, the greatest comic villain of all time. Yeah. And, um, and you know, Mel Blanc, like the world in Wonderful Town, and even to some extent Mel Brooks's world, mm-hmm. um, has you know, at its core, a certain uh, New York, uh, mid, mid-century New York um, sensibility to it. Sensibility it or... mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that always sounds just a little bit like this, like the old time, you know. And I think that those those are my launch point for many of the characters because of the context we're, right. we're in. And they're archetypal that way. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. I understand. And they, you know, a lot of these kind of silly voices that I do too are ones too, especially in a big house like we're in mm-hmm. um, a lot for the audience often uh, since they many of them can't see my my mugging my shameless mugging uh, they rely it's a more of a, an oral experience and yeah. so they they hear it and they kind of know who it is uh, yeah. there you know if I were doing Foghorn Leghorn you know who he is immediately sure if, you know for any of people of, sure. of a certain age sure how, how do you find performing in a hall the size I mean is it uh First of all, do you like performing in semi-staged or concert version, concert style? Do you, do you like being in costume with sets? And um, what do you, I enjoy do you like things like props. I enjoy, mm-hmm. and I and I use my body more. Uh, um, I, so so it's not it's not my favorite, mm-hmm. um, but I think that this particular production allows us to at least uh, move a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but I find it at a certain point I'm ready to kind of get on with it, drop the script, and and use my body because yeah. there's so much um, to find and discover with uh, as soon as you integrate props, costume, and movement. And right now we're sort of doing a radio play with uh, with you know minimal movement and right. and hopefully some animation of our of our faces and our right. voices. So uh, yeah, it's it's fun for where we're at. Um, I think it serves. The audience as well in these, particularly with these shows where, you know, we we trimmed the book here, and I think that what my what I would guess is that L.A. Opera would really like to celebrate the uh, the scores uh, and the um, the instrumental um, music of these shows, and and kind of do a bare bones like you know get some Homage of the flavor of the show, really, right? Yeah. That's right. That's the primary yeah. goal, and so. So our jobs are pretty simple, sort of move the story along quickly, mm-hmm. tell it, and sort of that you understand um, how beautifully the songs, uh, you know, came out of the scenes and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. And that's, that, that is sort of it. I do, yes, of course, I miss uh, moving and using my body because there's so much comedy, but I don't know if I want to put on for the LA audiences. We'd have to rehearse a lot longer. Sure. And, and, and this, like a, a fully staged version of it. It's been popular, it's been done, but um, that's a, just a different beast. One of the appealing things about this job for a person like myself is that it's it's kind of in and out. I get mm-hmm. to really enjoy the score, become really intimate with the show, yeah. um, and yet not spend so much time in it that um, that I have to think about it too hard about whether or not I want to do it because uh, right. you know I'm getting up there now, I'm starting to count oh, count months. You please. know what I mean? I mean, you're... sometimes you, you sign a year contract. You know, it's a little it's a daunting thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. it could be wonderful. Don't get me wrong, but if it's not something you're you know, yeah like, crazy about crazy about or it's too hard or whatever, you know. Yeah, do you ever get do you ever get into that position where you think shit? I I, I can't. I don't think I can sing this for eight um, eight times a week again. Yeah, I sometimes get a little tired. You know, my my voice as I get older. You know, I, I listen. First of all, I'm not a a great singer. I'm yeah, a good no, singer. No, no. Listen, I actually I don't do any research for these interviews. Yeah, generally. Yeah, but because I because 
you know, because I, of who you are and, you know, I'm, I was really excited, honestly, to get this interview. Oh. So I spent some time today and yeah. I, I came across some YouTube videos. Have you seen it? Shit, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. Well, you know, you're beautiful really nice. tenor voice. Thank you. Um, but I, I, um, I'm kind of a character singer, and so I end up singing like whatever the character speaks like. That can, that can be tough on your voice. Be tough, yeah. and, and yet, um, you know, when I was younger, I used to always opt for the top lines, and I would also play parts where I have to sing very, very high. But as I get older now, they, they just look, I know. they pass me over know. to the young kids who sing really high, and I'm always a little relieved because I'm feeling the same way. I have a different job now. You I'm, know? I'm looking at a different job myself. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a big concert at the Cerrito Center. In a, few, in a week. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking that might be my last one. Really? Yeah. Come on. No, I don't want to do it anymore. Really? I don't enjoy it. And and there are so many things not... Why is it so stressful? Not that... to be boastful, but I'm good at a lot of things. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and like I have a, I have a stomach... I'm going to have a stomachache between now and the time I perform. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's I'm a nervous performer well, when it comes to Well, you know, part of it is also because you're performing as yourself, right? Mm -hmm. I mean... That's it. That's really tricky. You know, that's one of the reasons why people always say, you know, singing at a wedding is, is so harrowing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. when you sing in character, I, I just don't get nervous. You I'll don't? Not that nervous, no. Have you always been a performer? I mean, for, first of all, you were talking about Mel Blanc and using voices and stuff. Is that something that you did in, in school as a no, youngster? No, not really. No, not particularly. I mean, I wasn't a class clown or any of that kind you of weren't. stuff. Not really, no. I, I was in the plays and I was funny. Um, but I wasn't... Uh, you know, I moved a few times. I think every time you move, you don't. You yeah, sort of, you, you sort of you don't want to be class clown anymore. You're too new. Yeah, um, it's too risky. <laughs> yes, but yeah. I was always silly, you know, amongst my friends. But uh, were you a jock? Did you did you play sports? I played sports. Mm -hmm. You know, I I played. Um, the, the roughest one was soccer, and then I played golf and tennis. Sure. You know, I was a little country club uh, kid. Uh, kids um, when I lived down in Savannah, Georgia, for a few years. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I did. I I had to amuse myself. You know, my parents are. Um, are you an only child? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was. There was a few years in between all of us, and um, and I think the maybe the one that laughed the hardest at me left when I was seven for college, mm -hmm. and then I kind of just had to amuse myself. You know, so yeah. uh, you know, I fortunately I had a few really funny friends, and and we would amuse ourselves and do. You know, we did silly stuff to. Uh, uh, stimulate our imaginations like um first of all it was the 70s so you can fill in the blank there sure, but um sure. but also we we you know picked up props in the kitchen and took on characters i mean we were pretty uh, well, so, crazy i mean it was in stuff. your it was in your blood yeah i mean uh i read uh in my research that your dad is a chemical engineer yep and your mom a teacher what does she teach Mm, science and math. So no performing arts in your in your no, household. No, no. Although my mother would would say that that holding a seventh grade uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. class uh, captivated it has its uh, performing challenges. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think she, you know, um, she. I don't know what what the quality of the plays at MIT were, but I, she apparently did a couple. I think she did the importance of being earnest. Sure. And. Um, and my my dad was was very quiet. So they were they were uh, they're quiet people. Yeah. Yeah, and the only exposure I had as a kid to, they liked, uh, they would put on the occasional Sunday afternoon, they would throw on a Gilbert and Sullivan album. Okay. And I loved that. That was really fun and interesting stuff. So, yeah. And I think that they liked it because of its, uh, um, probably the, the math, the mathematics of it somehow. Of course. Is a very, right? Yeah, the structure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So did you come to performing 
at a reasonably young age, or is it something that you fell into after trying some other things? Tell, let's chart that. How how'd that turn out? Well, I, I was I started off when I was um, in fourth and fifth grade, mm-hmm. and uh, and I had a, a conversation with uh, I, we, we were was it back in the days back in the days when they had the Tams Whitmark scripts, and Tams Whitmark would rent the scripts to something like Oliver, mm-hmm. and they would um, only include the pages in the script that you talked, and then so I was always at that age I was thought well I have to have the, I have to get the thickest script and that would be the lead role, and I was given the role of the artful dodger and my sister picked me up at school and I was crying afterwards and she said oh no man this is you're doing the great role you're doing the funny role he's cool you know Oliver's a yeah I won't say yeah. <laughs> um and uh and so you know I didn't know it but actually she was predicting really my my career because I always played the you know the second or third lead that was really fun and funny and it was a great part so and that's something that was easy for you because yeah, it's yeah. not easy for most people. I no, it was think. really, you know, it was uh, it, it's it tricky. Took to it, and um, yeah. and I sang quite well for a little kid. I sometimes would listen to my um, uh, singing when I was in high school. It's like mm-hmm. one or two tapes that I have, mm-hmm. and and it was a very, you know, I didn't really know much about um, passaggio. I didn't yeah. really understand belting at yeah. all. It was only started when I kind of sang along later in high school. Um, with some albums that I kind of figured out how to do it, not correctly mm-hmm. really, but I mm-hmm. could force notes out. But I sang the way I sang and didn't push it, and it was very natural. And I remember thinking, you know, we did Pajama Game, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking, my gosh, thank goodness I didn't listen to, I think, John Ray or whoever it was that was singing that, because I would have never, uh, I would have been a mess, you know, because yeah. I mean, my ear was good, and I would, I would, if I learned it that way, I would have been, I did, you know. I, did, I still did the same singing, thing. You know, Whatever that big song is, I yeah. remember at the end of the first act. Uh, hey, hey there, you right? Yeah. And um, so I just sing it like "Hey there," you know, just like the way I speak. Yeah. And I I loved that. I always thought it was a pretty unaffected sound. And then as I got older, um, you know, I went to uh, first a, a goofy teacher, and I was doing uh, gondoliers in college. Mm-hmm. And, where were uh, we in college? Where was, where I was, was at Rutgers at Mason Grove School mm-hmm. of the Arts, which was a terrific acting school. So by that point, obviously, you had decided to pursue a well, career in the arts. Well, you know, I, I, I was at the t- I had moved a few times. I was a kid that was smart, but not, you know, uh, necessarily. Uh, my grades, every time I moved, took a bit of a hit. Sure. What I excelled at were, was music, and I was in a rock band. I played everything that involved singing and performing was where I excelled. Hmm. And um, when the time came for me to uh, choose schools, I thought, well, let's try a performing arts and with, with kind of one kind of eye on the door in case it just doesn't, sure. I don't really get it or whatever. Sure. I mean, a degree from Rutgers is going to get you into any line of work, basically. So it was a good kind well, of head, a bachelor your... of fine arts degree. I don't well, know how much that's going to do for me, but but it was a risk. And I think after about a year and a half of it, I, I got kind of... Um, I learned about art, and I didn't really know about art. I just knew about mugging, you know. Mm. And um, and then uh, it, and while I was there, I was casting this gondolier show, and I worked with the, the music department teacher, and she started teaching me all this kind of crazy stuff. Of course, I didn't really understand it. You mean vocal stuff? Yeah, yeah, crazy. You sure, know, sure. like uh, was one of my favorite things that she taught me was it was it was first of all it was way way beyond my singing capability, but I had to sing that um, song. Uh, that uh, take all these, take all, take, take all these, you lucky man, you know, and I had to sing this, the words, um, take uh, all these, you lucky man, if you can, I just sing, if you can, if you can, uh-huh. that's the end of the song, and she convinced me that the best way to sing that would be to sing Ophio Cone, 
with a covered toad. So I sang, <laughs> and uh, I finished the first performance uh, of it, and I had a bunch of friends come to the show, and they said we that was unbelievably funny what you did uh, to to actually decide to do the Dudley Do Right thing you're doing was so amazing. And of course, I had I was trying to sing my best. I just said, yeah. oh, okay, oh, great, yeah, thank hey, you. I'll take it. Yeah, and um, and then. Then I was studied with Joan later for years after that in New York, starting around '86, mm-hmm. and um, and she kind of got me back to singing like I naturally, naturally, and yeah. and to to create better access. And were so, you making a living as a singer by that point? Um, you know, I hadn't intended to. Uh, I was, uh, you know, an acting student, um, and so straight acting. Yeah, I guess you know we didn't really do a lot of musicals okay. in, in college. That was sort of a, a you know a fluke, the gondoliers. Uh huh, and um. But it when I I, I wasn't going to go to Los Angeles because I just didn't think you know I was about 128 pounds and and you know uh, I don't think I there's no jobs for me out here mm-hmm. in those days, so I went to New York with a lot of other of my theater friends and mm-hmm. um, I I got an audition for Big River and it happened to be a musical and I was for for Tom Sawyer and it was perfect for me, and you know then I kind of found myself in the you know the filing cabinet of uh, you know person who does musicals. And um, and it was the I think the most porous entry for me, um, so huh. that I could not bartend. I didn't want to bartend too long, I know, right? So I stopped that when I was around uh, ninety two. But you know, a lot of interesting times and really creative times in New York before that. And yeah, you know, Jonathan Larson, who wrote Rent, was one of my uh, closest friends, and you know, we worked on developing that show and the show before. And um, so it was a combination, was obviously, a of person, per, personality, and uh, talent, and, and some luck. Well, you gotta have luck, and you have to. You gotta have grit. You know, it's like that. You yeah, know, you gotta really have be persevere. Yeah. Did you ever feel like that? I just can't do this. Oh I don't want my to do gosh! This. Yeah. Because I, I every go week, that everybody still. does. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And I mean, I had these Erda audition things right out of college. And what is that? It's I think United Regional Theater is on a college. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, for opera you, singers, it's Nola Studios. Hey. So. Oh, Nola. Yeah. Same, same I like the acoustics thing. in there. Always yeah. nice. Um, <laughs> Hot. Yeah, 54th Street. <laughs> but they uh, uh, all, I, I did a couple of monologues and they all sent me letters afterwards. And I got them a week later that all said, you know, do yourself a, a big favor and get out of show business. And What kept you in? Um, Why did you A belief that monologues were not my thing. I wasn't a monologuist. I see. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I believed in my, I, that after four years of college, that was not going to be the thing that, you know, says, oh, hell, fuck it. Yeah. So what was your break? Uh, Big River on Broadway was my break, but it was it, it it made me feel like it was going to be easy after that, and it really wasn't. I, I but I had a, I, again I had I had the luxury of having a job in New York, a bartending job with my uh, best friend's brother owned restaurant, uh-huh. and they paid me under the table, and they allowed me to come and go. And oh. I think that's one of the biggest, the hardest challenges for a young actor sure. in New York is. Gosh, I have this wonderful job in a restaurant that actually really I'm making decent money. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in there, that, that mm-hmm. place where I was working. But should I go and do this stupid little job and, 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 and have to go find another job? And, yeah. and, and that I did not have to face. And as a result, um, I was able to practice. They facilitated it for you. Yeah, yeah. it was really, really helpful. And then, uh, and then 92, I, I no longer, or 91, I guess I no longer had to bartend. That was the last time. Thank no, goodness. That? Yeah. And then when did you move out? To Los Angeles. Well, once in '94 for about a year, and then again also in 2009. What were you working on the first time? Um, I came out on the road with Tommy, and I'd just been um, two and a half years in the road straight. Mm. Two and a half years. Oh my god! Yeah, it was intense. Um, How do you do it? 
Yeah. I mean, how, how well, do you, I as young, far as your like personal life goes, so did, I mean, you, you can't uh, maintain a relationship, right? No, now. I and mean, this is all you... pre-computer. I mean, Jeez. you know, so it was it, we just hung out. The cast yeah. hung out. It's very different now, I think, from yeah. what I hear on the road. Yeah. Um, now they, everybody goes to their room and gets on the computer. So it's not in ways. It's not. It's more lonely in a weird way because at least we bonded with our our pals on the road. You know. Or... Yeah. You know. It's funny. I talked to uh, a, a counter tenor last week named Anthony Roth Costanzo, who's, who's quite famous in our line of work, and he uh, uses it to his great advantage. I mean, every in every city, he's got friends, and you know, he just texts them and say, "Hey, I'm I'm here." Yeah, and, you know, you just wonderful. couldn't do that back then. No, I don't think really. so. No, it was more the phone about... would ring, and if they weren't there, you just it was more about meeting in the in the bar downstairs and yeah. uh, and having a good time and you know smoking cigarettes and you know, we had fun. Yeah, it was yeah, a good yeah. Time. But I was tired, and so I came to Los Angeles with nothing. And uh, two things happened though. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my first television job playing George Carlin's son. Yeah. And I got my um, a, a, a dream come true uh, a role being the singing voice of Hercules. And, you know, of course, the whole song, one of the reasons I think I got it was because uh, the song was about feeling um, out of place and feeling like I was that – I, that I kind of felt that I was special somehow, and, 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 and yet no one seemed to really – recognize that and uh, here yeah and so i sang this beautiful song about you really you know, felt that yeah oh i really did yeah, yeah. And so i you know i sang for alan Menken and he just wept of course he weeps at every other person auditions <laughs> but still don't but, leave uh, that second I, I love part him. out man no awesome. i love him he knows he knows he's a weeper <laughs> wow but uh but the whole song was um about like you know seems like no one thinks too much of me here and they're glad to tell it to my face and they're right i'm not supposed to be here i'm completely out of place and so I thought, yeah, I, 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 I understood it. I can do this. Yeah, and so that was that was the great gift of yeah. that, and that was a real, you know, it was something I really wanted to do for, to, to always have that somewhere in the in the world. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That. Well, I know we've got to get going here. I know it's a short interview. What what do you have coming up next? Let's, well, let's, I'm on television all over the place. It's I know, kind of crazy right now. I showed it, you a picture fun. to my wife tonight. She's yeah. Like, Oh, that guy, he's in everything. Yeah, it's not fun. I love that. <laughs> it is nice. I know, right? I like it. And people don't really know. And so I get a lot of conversation. People come up to me and say, you know, I know. Can you please yeah. tell me what it is that you do and what I where I know you from? You can still go to Ralph's. <laughs> I can still, yeah. I'll nice. anybody. I, you, know you know what I mean? I know. I think it's even like the guy. Placido can still go out shopping. I, I was just told to. that Fabio was at Ralph's the other day. So, yeah. you know, I, and no one bothers Fabio. <laughs> um, no, I, I got to, I'm on it. Uh, Grace and Frankie, a few episodes of that. It's really okay. funny. I'm doing a show called No Tomorrow on CW, playing a really funny part. Yeah. I'm on, um, probably right now, also uh, playing Matt LeBlanc's agent on episodes nice, of Showtime, man. which I don't know if you know that uh, show, but it's really fun. Yeah. And, is he um, as much fun as you would think? Oh, yeah. He seems so like a really – He's a yeah, good guy. Cool. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, I think about this one. This one. Oh, yeah. That's right, the one I'm on all the time. On uh, Epics, uh, there's a show called Graves with Nick Nolte. Okay, and I play uh, his speechwriter. So, where do you where do you really where do you really live? Is it on stage or is it on set? I really live on stage. Yeah, and that's your. Bad. But I think that I'm. You know the the learning how to act on film and TV after you've been on stage mm-hmm. takes a long time. The learning curve is slow. You In you, what way? Do you feel like well, you overact on when you're yeah, in front of a camera? a little camera? bit. And you, you just, there's something that happens to my face when somebody points a camera at me. It just, I just, I felt like something would cut off. And I feel like. I see. You know, something of just Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, you're you removed just, from. You just know you're suddenly being filmed. Yeah. And in the theater, I feel like I imagine my 
myself completely transformed. Mm -hmm. And it's often difficult to see myself perform on stage because then I have to really look at the reality of it. And in my mind, I'm yeah, very yeah. different. Yeah, I feel the and, same way. And that is, yeah. is, it's vivid in my mind. Yeah. And Every, it, nobody else is, seems to uh, mind it. No, yeah, I and feel the I think same that way. they it's get like, oh some God. sense of what I'm trying, I think I'm projecting, but you know, it's not, it's fun. Yeah. The, the TV and film, what happens is you work, and then I, since I don't watch myself on playback, God, you know, because I don't want to, mm -hmm. um, you know, you actually maybe see it about six or eight weeks later, and by that time you sort of forgotten, and you look at it once or twice until you get sick of looking at yourself, yeah, and you try to make your mental notes about what you did wrong, sure. and then you get There's on with it. There's some objectivity, but because the theater, of the, yeah, you learn very quickly, yeah, whether or not you're tanking or not, it's it's visceral. <laughs> 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 so yeah. I love that, and and so it, I feel like just this year, I think I feel like I'm doing. Um, I'm, I'm happier with the work I'm doing on in TV, in TV and film because I, I think I got to a point where I, I, it's sort of you know, fuck it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of just have fun yeah. now. And and it's it's important uh, to have people around you who you trust that are giving you the straight scoop. Yeah. For me, like as a singer, I don't know. I, I really don't know how I sound, and when I listen to myself, I just I want to throw up. Yeah, so it's I have tough, to isn't it? trust the people I know. to say that was great, man. It's a strange thing, you know, in singing because it's. What buzzes in your head and you hear between your ears is so different from what you're actually kind of creating. You that's know, right. we, we deal with a lot of vibration um, inside that's that's uh, physiological, mm -hmm. and the audience goes through a lot of vibration that of about sound and the, the, the sound waves mm -hmm. and a different kind of buzz. But it's it's sometimes shocking to hear. I know. I the, the other thing that I don't trust is how I feel about what I'm doing at the moment yeah. in live theater when I'm on stage. Whenever I feel like I'm just really nailing it. Yeah, you, know, you get kind of a golf clap, right? And it's when I'm thinking about, uh, oh, I got to get some milk on the way home, and yeah, that's those are always like the best. Performances. Uh, I would say that's the way in television. The best television stuff I've done. I look at and it was like the night I was exhausted, didn't know my lines, and right. had no idea what I was doing in that scene. It's right. the weirdest. It's it has to do with steering, I think. You gotta you have when you steer too hard. Um, you're not at your best. You That's know? it. You're not in the groove. Nah, man. You're not in the zone. You can't steer. You gotta just be in it. Well, I'll tell you. You don't every steer night, the car. You just drive. Every you know? night I see you on stage, I see, man, that guy's in the zone. It's really, <laughs> really, really, really nice. Just, as a, from one performer to the other, it's thanks, magnificent. Hey, that means a lot. Thanks. And thanks for being on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Good talking to you. Well, there you have it, folks. The incomparable Roger Bart. Thank you for being on the show, Roger. I really appreciate it. I, I really enjoyed sitting down and getting to know you a little bit. As you can probably hear, my daughter's still on my lap. It's still her first birthday. I want to thank Michael Nielsen at michaelnielsenmusic.com for letting me use this terrific Shure SM7B microphone. I'd like to thank Greg Geiger for helping me with my theme song. I'm still loving it, buddy. Go to elliclassical.com. What was that? That's what I thought. Go to elliclassical.com. Tell him I said hi. Hope you all have a great week. Thanks for listening. And until next time. Get onto my show.